Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. My name is Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, a full-service crowdfunding marketing agency, and your host of Art of the Kickstart. Each week, I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. If you're interested in learning what we're all about or kickstarting your own crowdfunding campaign, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com slash checklist. Here you'll find our entire guide to crushing your campaign and taking your business to new heights. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Isaac Lavi, founder and CEO of The Right Cup. Isaac, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Excellent. So tell us, uh, what does it mean to be a leading expert in the field of scent marketing and scent applications? This is really intriguing to me. Okay. The sense of smell is uh, one of the most important senses out of the five that we know. And basically, this is the most complicated sense to, uh, to investigate. It's quite easy to investigate the, the sense of sight because it's very, it's very easy, or the science now we know that 440 nanometer is the, the blue wave or the blue color. And 400, 400 megahertz is the sole sign in music. But we sent is a completely different story and uh, scent is much harder to, to investigate. So being, a, being an expert in, in scent means coming up with applications. I mean, I'm not talking about cellular application, I'm talking about like a daily application that harness the sense of smell to daily needs. It might be camouflaging, bed odor, or uh, protecting irrigation tubes from uh, rodents and uh, hedgehogs or, or whatever other other pests. And uh, basically, I mean, it's quite easy to find applications that are uh, unique in a way or applications that need special, special, special solutions that can harness the sense of smell. So I'm working with companies in the fast-moving consumer industry, I'm working in, uh, with companies in the agriculture industry and um, security industry, you name it. I mean, it's quite easy to come up with solutions with innovative ideas that harness the sense of smell. Very interesting. So this fruit-flavored cup that tricks your brain into thinking that you're drinking plain water or flavored water, you know, for people that want to cut down on obviously drinking sugary drinks and you know, obviously hydration is the key. You know, where, where did this start and where, where was, where's the story begin for this product? Actually, when, when, I, was, when I was 30, I was diagnosed with diabetes. So uh, I had to cut down on sugary beverages and keep an healthy diet. But uh, as, you might, as you may know, water might be boring. So uh, I'm working in the scent industry or I'm, I'm, I'm considering myself as a scent expert. So uh, for me to come up with a solution that harnesses the sense of swell was quite natural. After I was diagnosed, I, I decided to drink only water. But as I said before, I hated the taste or actually the lack of taste. 
And as I'm dealing on, on my, on my uh, daily work, I'm, I'm dealing with the scent marketing and scented application. For me, it was natural that I would seek a scented solution for the challenge. The result is the right cup. Impressive. So you guys have been working on this for years and years now. Tell us a little bit about more about how your, your team came together. Basically, I mean, when you have an idea, it's not enough. I mean, I have tons of ideas. And in the end of the day, you have to execute them. So, uh, you know, is the, the, the idea is to, to, uh, to, um, to recruit people that have the same vision as you are. People who have a, a desire to change the way we live, the way we eat, the way we, uh, the, 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 the current uh, problem with uh, tons of sugar in industrialized food. So, I mean, and you, have to, and you have to recruit talented ones, brilliant guys. So this is what I've done. Most of them I know from past experience. And uh, fortunately enough, we have the right team to make it happen. I agree. I think you've, you've built a solid team. Tell us, you know, how did you guys get started in terms of thinking about crowdfunding as a possible means to not only getting exposure for your company for a first time, but really building a business around crowdfunding as, as an eye-opener to the world? Actually, the, the reason that we went to crowdfunding was first to validate the concept or uh, to validate the market. And uh, as I said before, having an idea is one thing, but crowd, crowdfunding provides uh, a great opportunity to see where the market and uh, actually you are getting a real-time feedback or an opportunity to receive and review feedback and, and ideas. And you can instantly see what people enjoy or don't like about your product. Actually, I'm answering like hundreds of emails a day, getting comments from backers with tons of suggestions, good suggestions regarding where we should go in the future and what they would like to see. And um, having said that, uh, crowdfunding, uh, as a whole, is a great marketing tool. Uh, it's a great marketing tool to spread the world, to get the, the word, to get the exposure, to get the media coverage. And we were very successful in that, in getting uh, media coverage. Actually, we had to do very, very little to get the media coverage that we got. And that was great. But at the end of the day, you know, crowdfunding is about funding. So uh, we truly needed the money in order to continue to doing it, to make it happen. So it's a great place for both investors and entrepreneurs to discover each other. And this is exactly what happened. I mean, on a, we are getting like requests to, to, to fund the project on a daily basis from angels or venture capitals or, or you name it. So instead of relying on traditional methods, uh, and, and other investing options, crowdfunding was the best tool for us. Do you think crowdfunding will be a, a more viable means for more corporate companies as well going into the future to test the marketplace? Not if they do it upfront. I mean, they will have to find a cover I mean, uh, or to be there and test the market, but without revealing their name. Because uh, big companies or big corporates have uh, great uh, concerns about their image and about their brand and if they will do it they will do it behind the scene without without revealing their name this is what i think it's interesting 
you know, we've we've seen First Build do work directly with GE successfully on their their ice maker that they did last year, and I know they just recently had a strong presence back at CES as well under the First Build name. But now Indiegogo seems to be trying to focus more on the corporate uh, crowdfunding tool to prove the means of whether or not the product should be a good fit and get that consumer feedback at the end of the day. Hmm. Yeah, it might happen. I mean, but again, it's it's up to the to the corporate to decide whether they are going to. By the way, most of the corporates are, are have great concerns of revealing their IDs to expose their IDs. All the tests that they are doing are they are doing it uh, uh, behind the scene or you know. Uh, without letting anybody know that they are doing what they are doing. So, um, yeah, it might happen. I don't see it as to, to, to a great extent, but it might happen for sure. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, eventually we will see more and more corporations at least testing it. Potentially, I know Sony has their own internal, you know, crowdfunding platform, if you will, where their own employees have the opportunity to pitch and present their products internally to, you know, the C staff, if you will, or C suite to see if it's a viable product that Sony may manufacture internally. And then potentially we might see it then come out after that. So it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. In terms of, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, you didn't have to do too much work on the PR side. I know many people on our podcast will certainly be envious of that, but can you kind of help in terms of the pitch and the presentation in setting up your campaign, what it took to get to that point where you didn't have to work as hard once the campaign was live? I think that it starts with the product. I mean, uh, if you have a story and a good story, and if you come up with a real need, so the press will follow. I think that nowadays with the, uh, the amount of, of content, internet sites and, and the printed newspaper have to, you know, to run after if you come up with something which has like a, a good story and it has a need, again, it starts to roll by itself. And this is exactly what, what happened. We have a brilliant ad, ad, ad agency or PR agency, our partner as well, and they've done terrific work as well. I mean, we started with a Facebook campaign and then as soon as the, 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 um, um, the product started to roll out, we got like, you know, even Time Magazine approached us. We did, we did not approach them. They approached us, which was like, you know, great, uh, great success for us. So again, if you come up with the right product and the product has a need, the press will follow. We were lucky on that, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the product speaks for itself in terms of the, the innovation and technology that you've built, Isaac. And I think, you know, again, obviously, it's a very newsworthy product as everyone in the world is trying to get healthier and drink more water. And I think you've created, you know, the better mousetrap to trick the brain into that. So my, my hat is off to you for that. So what's, what, and what, after the campaign ends, because I know we're, we're coming to the close of the actual campaign itself. What, what happens once the campaign concludes or potentially you guys go in demand after this, what will happen then? Basically we have to run very, very fast into production. And this is what we are doing these days. And uh, because during the campaign, the last 50 days, we got like uh, tens, tens, and uh, I mean, dozens and dozens of, of requests 
to distribute the right cup in, in other countries. I mean, in the U.S. and actually all over the world. So we just have to, to sort them out and, and, and start working. So uh, the main focus is now, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, is go fast to production. Yes, we are going to use in demand as well and uh, other online uh, online facilities or online uh, internet sites like uh, eBay and Amazon and so and so forth. But at the end of the day, we will reach the market through distributors and uh, in, the, in specific countries. So uh, just like a regular product, we are going to have like a build and strong online presence. But in the end of the day, we will reach uh, retailers and uh, distributors around the world. Very good. Yeah, we've seen that model, you know, work obviously very well. Uh, Amazon Launchpad has a strong partnership with Indiegogo, as does our agency in terms of moving product into Amazon as well. So, you know, they're, they're a great channel partner for you as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So now we kind of get into the interesting part of the interview where I launch rapid fire questions at you, Isaac. Are you, are you ready? Yes. So give us one of your life quotes or success or business quotes that you live by. Wow. For me, when I hear the word impossible, I hear I, I am possible because I know that people are afraid to take risks and uh, they are very skeptical and skepticism never won any battle. And one of the things that I'm telling to myself, I think that Albert Einstein was was uh, quoted on that, but uh, sometimes whenever I hear no, I have like a sentence running in my mind saying, I'm thankful to all those who said no to me. It's because of them I did it myself. And this is the truly, this is truly my life story. I mean, at the beginning, I tried to convince others to do it together, like beverages companies and, uh, you know, cup, manuf- cup manufacturers. And all of them say, thank you, but no. So at the end of the day, I decided to do it myself. So uh, it wasn't short, but this is the answer. Great answer, Isaac. I, I like that. So what, what inspired you, you know, besides all of the people telling you no, what, what else inspired you to become an entrepreneur? I consider myself as a, as a creative guy, and um, but I found that to be creative is not is not enough. As I said before, I have like tons of ideas, but in the end, but in the end, at the end of the day, someone needs to to make them happen, to execute them. So uh, I found out that this is a, a common weak point, as people are afraid to take risks. And I said, okay, I'll do it myself. I mean, actually, I had no choice. Having an idea is not enough. So it's, it was kind of, you know, understand what I'm saying, right? Indeed. So, somebody has to do it, right? So exactly. So why not you, right? Yes. Why not me? Yeah. If I have the idea and I have the spirit and I have the courage and I have the capabilities, so be it. I'll do it myself. Well, I think you've done an amazing job. You've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. You've got thousands of backers. You've got international interest in your product and you've gotten great coverage for it. So I, I think you've succeeded well, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you. By, by the way, when I wake up in the morning, I don't see the dollar bills in front of my eyes. I truly think that with, that with the right cup, we can bring real, uh, real benefits to the humankind. I don't want to be like too dramatic, but uh, this is a product that will help people to drink more water more often without the bad stuff. 
I agree. I agree. This is my uh, humble contribution to humanity. Well, I, th- I know humanity will appreciate it the, the more exposure this product gets to the world. Yes. Thank you. So, Isaac, tell us, who did you look up to um, when you were growing up? No, 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 nobody special. Especially, I mean, I was looking on others and say, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is what I'm not going to do. Or this is not, this is, this is, uh, I, I was looking on, you know, I was looking on things and saying, okay, there must be a better way to do it. So just by avoiding doing the bad things, I succeeded to do the things that I wanted. But nobody's special, to be honest. That's an interesting way to look at it. You know, instead of the people that are doing it well, those that are doing it worse. And knowing that you can, you know, do the reverse of that. So that's an interesting perspective. Yes. Were there any business books or life books that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Nope. Just understanding the needs. I have like a slogan there that I'm running with it since I was a child. No pain, no gain. If you come up with a product that is like, uh, you know, a gimmick in a positive way, it will stay as a gimmick. But if you come up with a product that answers needs, real needs, you have something to sell. So you have to look, I mean, you don't have to read books. You just have to have like common sense, look around you and uh, look for, uh, for uh, needs to be solved. That was my notion, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Yes. So what, I know we touched on this earlier, Isaac, but what do you think the future of crowdfunding looks like? I think that it towards its peak, it worked its peak because, uh, I mean, I, I, I was talking with many, many backers and uh, some of them see uh, crowdfunding platforms as a selling platform. And they hope they will get the product as they uh, wanted to. But uh, I think it's toward its peak. I mean, I, do, I don't see it last, lasting uh, like 10 years from now. It will be another option to come up to the world and say, have I have the product, buy it. But you have like a better price now because we are pre-launching the product and you can use this crowdfunding campaign or crowdfunding platform to be early birds or early adapters and buy the product in advance. So, uh, I mean, there are tons and tons and tons of crowdfunding campaigns that are being launched on a daily basis. So uh, it will get... Uh, like it, it will get back to, uh, to a point that they will lose the focus or uh, believe less in the system and they will wait for the product to, to launch to the market. This is my opinion. Yeah, I think that's certainly a, a very interesting point. We, we've certainly seen that, you know, on our agency side with the campaigns and products that come through. You know, many people are a little bit more hesitant than they may have been early on. You know, although, albeit they may have already received some of the products that they've backed, but now people might wait, you know, towards a legitimate company or, you know, the product actually being in hand to actually then going and pre-purchasing it, you know, maybe not as a significant discount as 30 to 40% off that most campaigns offer in the pre-reward stage, but still some sort of discount for being that early adopter. So again, you know, definitely an interesting perspective you bring up. Yes. So we've come to the end. Uh, We want to give the opportunity for you to give us your pitch. You know, tell us what you're about, your product, where people should go, and why they should buy the cup. Wow. 
Uh, as I said, as I said before, I think that with the cup we are trying to bring a better, to, to create a better world, a better world, and um, and we did our best to make it to make the best effort to, to make it happen and to make a good product. And uh, I wish good health to all our backers and uh, make us uh, help us make it happen, reach the world. Where can they Where can they find it? At the moment, it's been sold on Indiegogo. And uh, start from Sunday, we're going to uh, move to in-demand, Indiegogo's uh, selling platform. Excellent. Well, we will definitely include the links in our podcast and on the website. Isaac, I appreciate you joining us this afternoon for the Art of the Kickstart podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And good luck with your venture. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.